Okay, Josh, you know how last week... <laughs> already. <laughs> okay, Josh, you know how last week we started with a joke and it was a bit of an epic fail because we wanted to do a thing and then I got confused <laughs> and yeah. then I did a joke? Yes. I've got a riddle this week. A riddle? A riddle. Okay. All right? Ooh, I wasn't expecting that curveball. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. What two things can you never eat for breakfast? Well, you never let me eat KFC for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. <laughs> Yeah, maybe this is a subtle dig of things you should be Two things can you never eat for breakfast? This is going to be a long intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me forever to figure out. Should I just say it? Hang on. Can I have a clue? It's not food. Never have for breakfast. I don't want to say anything sexual. Not hit me. It's like really obvious. Oh, lunch and dinner. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back to Couple of Makers Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Emma. And we We're are back. back. Episode three. Episode three. Very exciting. Ooh, this is like... It's like we're this, actually getting into it now. Yeah, we can't go back now. We've got three. We've got seven listeners and we... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> um, so, welcome. I guess I, we should just dive right into a weekly I have recap. no notes today. I am flying solo. Flying Emma is running solo. the show. I am just sitting here with my energy drink, chilling. So, what what did we do last night, Josh? Why do you need an energy drink at 8 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> and just a little caffeine, like, little caffeine hit. Oh, we're actually, we have the energy drink that we were talking about last time. Oh, What's it called? How do you pronounce that? <laughs> Can guru. Can guru. Can with a K though. K A N G U R U. Uh, look at the picture. Kangaroo! <laughs> oh my god! It's a kangaroo! It's a kangaroo! Kangaroo. That makes way more sense. But that's not how you spell kangaroo. <laughs> Maybe these energy drinks aren't good if they can't even spell kangaroo. There we go. Everyone go check out kangaroo. Kangaroo is 0% drink. sugar, five super herbs. It's got anti crash something in it. So when we were talking about it last time, and now you. Actually, no, can't stop drinking it's about them. Can guru, as in like you, you become a guru. Ah, oh. hashtag not sponsored. So these are in more than just no IGA. Oh, it was, I've only seen IGA. IGA. It's just we went to a different IGA. Yeah. Is that why you wanted to go to that IGA the other day? I wanted to go to Aldi. You went to the wrong place. Oh, <laughs> but then it worked out for the best. But you, Aldi has also their Kangaroo. own. Aldi has their own energy drink brand, don't Flying they? Flying power. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it's like a dollar for one can. Where Red Bull and V and stuff are like five dollars. Yeah, it's that's not good. So I don't know what that represents. <laughs> that it's a lot cheaper. Awesomeness. Anyway, back to what so, were we doing last night? We released our Doctor Screw range. Hooray! The first range of our thirty for the rest of the year. Yeah, so that's actually the first range from our planning session yeah. that we did. From the planning paradox, we we did it. So we managed to get all. The, we were actually a little bit ahead of schedule until the <laughs> last day. I actually wrote that in my notes just then. That I think we did really well and that good planning makes a it. massive difference just every day you had something and we we scheduled in plenty of time for the things that take plenty of time yeah we actually i feel like we scheduled it scheduled it properly we didn't just know that we created this dumb deadline and yeah. we're going to do these unrealistic goals i made sure for this range because i didn't want what happens every other time is that we've got three hours until the release and there's still so much stuff that hasn't been done so i am actually super pumped about that and think that it it went 
really well. And and I also yeah. what I did differently this time was that I gave us overflow days. Yeah. So which we've actually never really had in the past where if things don't get done, there were time slots in different days of absolutely nothing. So then that could get filled with whatever happened that we didn't complete and that didn't mean that we just had all these tasks that banked up and still had no extra free time to do them. We were, did actually have time slots where we could just be like, for example, you didn't get the descriptions done when you were meant to. And then the next day we had had that time time to be able to do that. And we had a few other things going on. Like we had to deal with some family shit. Um, Yeah, we got a new house house mate now. (laughs) Josh's brother's living with us for a couple of weeks. That's fun. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. No, no that's fine. Um, it, it was just really g- nice to know that we had that day that that means we didn't have to stay up until, you know, two or three in the morning, every, you know, the three nights leading before. So I think we were a lot more cognizant, like the, the day of the product release, I could get the descriptions done because I wasn't dying of tiredness. And it was, I felt as well, it was really, um, we complimented ourselves really well in relation to, because we also have all this couple of makers stuff that couldn't be put on hold for the release. And I felt that we were able to slot that planning in and that hasn't now dropped back. And I we're think not it helped for us. That. I think it, cause we, we knew we needed to get all this stuff done. We had, we spent less time dicking around and more time just, just focused and, and getting it done, which was good. It, yeah. And the, the products went really well. Everyone's and the other thing, actually, that's what I was going to say is that it's it's hard because we want to release because a lot of our followers are from the America that we have to release it later at night. Yeah, so a, you know, a good prime time for us is between eleven and twelve, and then once you release, you've got to stay awake for an hour or so to you know all the comments coming in, reply to the comments, and and that helps boost the post a lot. So. But people have been waiting for this range for oh, so a, long, long, a time. long time and we were a bit worried because we wanted to make sure that we nailed it and the difficulty, the difficult thing that we found was that there were so many things that we could put in this range. There are so many different types of products. It's and the same with every range. It's yeah. like where do we stop is the hard part. It's because the, everyone has ideas. We get, you know, so many emails every day suggesting products and it's, you know, we could spend a whole year on one range if we wanted to. Yeah, that's exactly right. And everyone identifies with different characters and different props for different characters. And and, and everyone's things. body's different, so different sizes. And, yeah. and I mean, that's one thing I do like that we've done this time is we, we went less products, but more options with those products. Yeah. Which is, which is um, I think people will find it a nice change maybe and um also the discussion we had in relation to the sizes that we haven't charged extra for different sizes yeah that's something i really wanted to try and do and obviously as a business decision that may not be the best decision and you know it it doesn't cost that much extra to make a larger product it there is more materials but time is the same yeah and so i really wanted to try and not add extra you know increase the price for a larger size like most companies do because it people's bodies are different like it you know we if anything we should just be making the the, the price is the same for everything but it, sometimes that's not possible because sometimes there is a lot more silicon used in a large product which means yeah. that the cost for us it's like well someone has to wear that cost like that's going to eat into 
everything basically and it, yeah it's a flow and effect because the larger yeah, the product the heavier it is that means then that the shipping is going to be more expensive yep. and that's obviously always a crucial thing because we know that and we flat rate ship so and, and we hate paying for shipping yep. on, on all of our online orders us personally when we buy something when there's a shipping cost to it, it we really um and are ah as to whether we're going to purchase that so we understand that i guess it's so difficult for us because we are from australia majority of our customers are from the states that shipping is quite expensive it is killer. and we you know i, I think in a, a later podcast we'll talk about um fulfillment and mm. whether why we haven't yet sent a bunch of products over to the u.s to be fulfilled over there so people can get it within you know a couple of days but for now that's just not viable and especially with the amount of releases we have coming up there's no no chance in hell we'll be able to make stock yeah straight away so and um yeah exactly and so if if it's heavier then it's going to be more shippings but we found with the um dill deck one of the new ranges in our dr screw range i don't know if we said that it was a dr screw range yeah we said we released the dr screw oh, okay. range. so we have three products we have the tartas which is a paddle um you can obviously imagine what that would is, look like <laughs> what it would look like uh the dill deck probably also and the, so the dill deck is the one that has a small and the large yeah the two sizes and the and two colors as well two colors and the like the small and the large are obviously very different but then the largest is, is i wouldn't consider it one of our bigger products it's pretty much an average size yeah, for a, our product I would, I would consider it a medium and that's why we were able to then keep the small and, and the large the same price yeah and then so if we were to go a bigger size than that we probably would have to increase the price slightly yeah but, but that's, I mean, people expect that now and yeah. just every time we can do little things like not increase the price if we don't have to, then I think we should do that. And then the Sonic Vibrator. Sonic Vibrator, that's quite self-explanatory. It's, <laughs> uh, that was, I think that was a quite a clever way we could keep, we could make something like what it is and, and keep the price down by, you know, combining a, a bullet vibrator with a, a cleverly designed handle basically yeah and that was the first um that's the first kind of design that we've done for that type of toy yeah and i think i mean it it all the tests and stuff we've done it seems to be working quite well there's a few little tweaks we'll, we'll give for the next few molds and, and try and improve that slightly as as we start shipping them out but, but our feedback from that has been really positive and yeah, people massively. have really enjoyed that so definitely want to try and do more products like that because i think it's really really cool and it, it just uh, if we i didn't, like it yeah <laughs> yeah you do if we didn't um do it that way it would be a massively increased cost and time getting it done because we would have to the internals of that would be mm. It, for, for the, it's a bullet vibrator that basically inserts into the front of a, a product, but it, it's got suction. A silicon A silicon handle. A silicon handle. So it can be insertable and it can be just used as a bullet vibrator. Yeah. Um, which keeps the cost down because we don't have to have any internal batteries or anything in the in the main product. It means you can remove it for like, you can boil the, the handle. It doesn't matter because it's silicon. And the bullet vibrator is waterproof Fully as waterproof. well. So it makes the whole product waterproof. And rechargeable. Awesome. So like it, it, it just there's two great products that go together and make a super product. A perfect product. <laughs> and then you can buy the whole Who package. The Who package. What did you put in the description? The um a screw a screwvian. A screwvian. <laughs> so if you're a screwvian, you can buy the whole package. I just yeah, because sometimes you just don't want to decide. And and I, I think if people are gonna spend a decent amount of money with us. We like give them some discount. We'll throw in a free product or throw whatever. In, and throw in some stuff. So go check it, that out on our website, geekysextoys.com. That's one of the things that we um <laughs> have been finding that in couple of makers, whenever we make 
videos and stuff, people are like, well, where do we buy these things? Yeah, we keep forgetting to link <laughs> So that things. was my sneaky little plug. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, and we'll put the link, obviously, in the show notes as well. So I guess that's perfect then in relation to because what we really wanted to talk about today was me editing my first video for Couple of Makers. Yeah, that's so exciting. Hooray. So I edited the our most recent video, which is the tentacle vlog. So we're, I'm in the workshop making 20 tentacles for a small wholesale order. And if for some weird reason you're listening to this and you haven't seen that video, it's three minutes long. I highly recommend going and watching <laughs> it because it's a really fun, upbeat it's a different kind of video than our last two. And I think that's, um, we found that that formula for the video is what we want to do for the rest of our videos. Yeah, definitely. I think the first two, we were, they were obviously establishing videos. So we were just kind of getting into it and we wanted um, a longer form so people could get to know us a little bit more. Yeah. But I think from now on, we're finding that those quick videos um, showing lots of action of whatever we're doing is more enjoyable and engaging for our audience. Yeah, and they're different types, they're different styles. You know, sometimes we'll have to do a long video to explain what we're doing. Um, and sometimes the short videos, people are only like, we, we looked at the analytics from the first few videos and it was three minutes, I think yeah. was the average watch time. And so that is like a clear indication that the vlogs are too long. So we shorten them. I wonder like what that would look like though, in relation to if the vlog, because our first two vlogs, they weren't fast paced. No, not really. So I wonder if we had a longer formed video but was more fast pace. Probably. It just depends on, I think the first two we were just getting used to filming and we we didn't really have a storyline before we started, whereas the the tentacle vlog, we had a storyline and we could have made it another two or three minutes longer. Oh, wait, sorry. Who did the storyline? Emma did the (laughs) (laughs) storyline. I'm sorry. I'm just super pumped to be able to do this because Josh is the creative one. Josh makes all the videos. He makes everything. You won't be able to say that for much longer. Look fancy on our website. He does all the graphic design. That's what he's been doing for how many years? Long time. Long time. Since I left school, since I was at school, really. Yeah. So it, how many years between is that us two working almost at, ten years. So between the two of us, obviously the most um, logical choice is for Josh to be doing all this. And it's logical because that's the quick and easy way. It's like, well, mm-hmm. we don't have time to teach, you know, we don't have time to employ people basically at, at this stage We don't because you have to train them up and you have to get them to the style that we want them to. So that that's off the table. Training Emma up is the next logical step, but that takes time. So when you're like, when we're so trying to get everything done as quick as possible, the, just the easiest option is for me to just do, do it. it. And I think... Um, Which is what I'm trying to not do. What, what What is really interesting is that we'd always get into this situation. Since starting Geeky Say Stories, it is a very creative process. A lot of our company, yeah. because the face of the company obviously needs to be engaging and captivating. The struggle that I always had and the debate that Josh and I always have is that I have always wanted to start doing that but I am coming with no experience Josh is coming with 10 years experience we want to put our best foot forward in showing what our company looks like so it's always been this debate as to Josh then always has uh, so many more things that need to get done at certain deadlines I want to help with that but I also don't have the necessary skills at that point in time for what we want to put across with Geeky so then come couple of makers, I think is now the way that we have decided for me to be able to build on my creativity. Because it's something that we don't, like we rely on the income from Geeky Sex Toy. Yeah. If, we, if we put out a, 
you know, five shitty Instagram, and not that Emma's stuff would be shitty, but if we, put, <laughs> <laughs> if we put out five shitty looking Instagram posts and we lose a bunch of followers like that, we see it, we, we see a noticeable difference in income and, and we just can't really afford that. Yeah. And, and with a couple of makers, it's not, it's not, we're not relying on that income. So it's our perfect opportunity to learn. And cause that was always the thing is that I, I always wanted to be more part of the creative side and it's hard because I've obviously come from nothing to do with creativity my whole life. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, I want to give this a go. It, it, it's hurtful not hurtful i i originally took it the wrong way from josh i was like well screw you because i can do it and then i guess what i was actually really doing was playing down josh's skills because i was trying to say no i got this i can do this but then the level of quality of work that i was doing was not up to the standard that josh was doing but i still wanted to do it so i felt that i was getting kind of pushed aside with geeky and put into a role that obviously the project management and organization and everything that I do do I actually really enjoy and love doing it but there was just this other section of geeky which I think personally is majority of the company then I wasn't able to assist with that and that was frustrating for me and then also I didn't know how to work on that without working on it because what you just said as well Josh is because we're so time poor yeah, I, I can't just be sitting there for hours on end and and trying to learn something where we know that Josh could just whip it up super quick. And and a, a lot of that is my fault because I didn't. I'm not very tactful when it comes. Like I'm quite blunt and honest in lots of things. He is and, very blunt. And if some, if I don't like something, I'm not gonna. Especially if it's going out to the public, it, it's it's hard for me to go. Oh yeah, that's nice, and and like, and and let it go. And I, I never want that. Though. I, I know, and I know you don't want that. But sometimes, because but in a it's time a relationship situation, it's time we're time sensitive. You know, lack of sleep, relationship. It, it, it's just difficult to navigate that somehow. Whereas, when when you're doing these things for a couple of makers, you this is the perfect opportunity for you to just spend you know as long as you need mm-hmm. to learn this stuff, and then even though we're investing time and energy into it. I think it's an investment in both companies. I think it's an investment yeah. in your skills in the future. And I, and I think that these skills are so easy to like, if you can whip up a, a quick brochure for somebody, you can always have work. Mm, yeah. Not that we'll like, or you can always be useful, useful in, in a company graphic situation. Design. I think you just downplayed graphic design. <laughs> Whip, whip, whip up a brochure like that's obviously one element to it but there are so many like it's multifaceted as to what you do and I think I think my problem was I was I was too perfectionist I was too caught up in what I think looked the best and and having recently been in, involved in a few things that have used external uh, graphic designers and and comp, you know media companies like that looking at their quality standards I feel quite stupid you know saying oh Emma, your stuff isn't the best in nicer words, but because some of this stuff that is coming out of professional studios and things is, is awful. And so just appreciating the fact that Emma can, you know, whip up a brochure in a day and it's as good as a professional company that took them Well, a day. don't go too far. Well. Don't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And I guess that's always our, our thing that we're trying to navigate. So that's why... That's, an, I guess, another main reason as to why we're starting Couple of Makers because yeah. it's allowing that open space of learning creativity and in in a way that if we make mistakes, it's okay because it's not our 
livelihood. Livelihood. It's not our income. It's something on the side that's just increasing and improving our skills, which then you just said then transfers to what we then can do with Geeky. It's an investment. Really, really it really is an investment. And I wrote down um, when we went to um, a Wealth Masters um, seminar. Co- seminar conference um, just a couple of week ago, weeks ago with Robert Kiyosaki and one of the speakers – said that instead of outsourcing your weaknesses, make them your strengths. I forgot about that. And I just remembered it before. Point. And I just think that that is couple of makers where instead of me being like, all right, well, my one of my weaknesses is creativity. We're in a world at the moment. And where one of my biggest, biggest weaknesses is I'll just do it myself. It's that mentality yeah. of I'll just do it myself. And that's because we are in the DIY community. We, mm-hmm. I have just done it myself my whole life. And, and outsourcing is a struggle. So when we look at what a couple of makers is doing in regards to that, like that's perfect. Yeah. And I think that fits really well. And because the whole world is a shift, there's influences. It's all about social media. It's all about your branding. And if that is one of the most important things, then I, I don't see why we wouldn't have both of us working on it. And then it, there's levels to it. Obviously, Josh works on the... Well, there's levels because if, if you left any of the finance or any of the scheduling yeah. up to me, it would be... <laughs> Fall apart. <laughs> be back in day jobs before you could say yes. day jobs. <laughs> exactly. But, um, so yeah, so... I, but let's backtrack a bit back to the fact that Emma edited a full video practically by herself Woo-hoo! in in average time. Like, I would say that it didn't take you longer than average and it didn't take... Like, you weren't frigging the flash, but it was... <laughs> So what was the setup? I was in front of the computer. So we Emma used my computer for that. Well, like, let's backtrack to the first. So the first two. So I have never used an editing program ever. So the first two vlogs that we did, Josh was editing it on his computer, and I just sat there next to him the, throughout the whole editing process and just watched. And so I would um, explain what I was doing as I was doing it, but not in a way that I expected her to keep up. Just and by then, you know mentioning shortcuts and, and and sometimes if he mentioned something and I was just like, I'm never going to remember that. Yeah. Let's move on. And then other times when he would do something and I would be like, wait, can you just stop for a second? Do that again. Quickly explain what you yeah. are doing. Um, so that w- that went really, really well. And so then And those so the two- third vlog, Emma basically said to me that I want to do this myself. Yeah. And so Emma had a, a whole order to get through. She said, all right, this is my storyboard. Showed me the storyboard. I had my issues with it. We nutted those out. There weren't many. <laughs> No, and that there were stupid issues. There were issues I should have just ignored. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's like personal preference. It is also comes into. I've got to remember to take take that out of it. Yeah, look at it objectively through a is this possible or not? Like because our think our thought processes are very different. The way we approach and do things are very different. So then, when it's not your way, you instantly think it's the wrong way. And it's hard. It's it's because it has been my way for so long. Every project I've done for the last ten years. And that's actually really interesting because you have always it's always just been you. Yeah. Like throughout your whole learning process and throughout the ten years and you problem solving it was if you needed something done you would problem solve you would come up with a solution and then you would execute that you never actually had a partner so all of a sudden here comes emma who wants to be a part of that we find that our partnership is so much stronger than us being individuals and i think it's then just learning what that partnership looks like so there was the storyboard there was the and and we like yep we filmed that that went so quick like we did it in two takes three takes the intro and then we just had an awesome day in the workshop just yeah. bossing out that that day which was good it didn't take up 
any more of the day than like, let's say an hour that wouldn't have been there normally. So like we added probably an extra hour to that day, which was awesome. I and think. I think that was because of the storyboard. Yes. Because, because we knew we exactly knew what we needed what to film. We, we didn't needed. film any excess basically. Yeah. Which may trip us up in the future if we don't film enough stuff. But for, for this, it was perfect. We just filmed exactly what we needed to film. I think for this as well, because we've done wholesale orders, we've done orders, we've poured silicon so many times. We knew the shots. We, we yeah. know this stuff backwards and forwards. So it was yeah. actually, I'm. that's why I chose that as a storyboard because I know that stuff really easily. You know how it, you can visualize it straight away in your head. So, that, so then we uploaded the... Footage, what do we do with the footage? So then so then what we did is then we reversed it. So I then was in control of the computer and Josh was then sitting next to me and just watching what I was doing. We wanted to do – I wanted to do that for the first one just so then if I was doing something epically wrong, Josh could obviously be like, this Oi. is how you do it. Oi. Or he could provide helpful hints straight away. And that worked really well. We had... Um, For about five minutes. And then I was literally just sitting on my phone. <laughs> like I was doing nothing. Doing, posting on Twitter and yeah, drinking tequila. It yeah. <laughs> always seems to take the edge off um, when we have a cocktail. And so Emma just busted out. We, we know we spent... We, we argued over the song. That was a, a contention yeah. point. Be, contention? Is that the right word? Um, Probably. It was a point of tension. Yeah. There you go. Um, and so... Because I, like always, wanted to sign up for a service that pay- it was a monthly subscription that got our royalty free music. And, we, you know, we had to, I, Emma had to tell me that can't do that at this point because you just got a lo- another subscription for graphic content. Like, you can't do one for audio as well just yet. And that was the hardest thing, wasn't it? I think that really put just this, like, just this, just, I don't know. Killed the mood it, for the night. It did because it was so hard because subscriptions are hard when I'm trying to deal with finances. Oh, it's just 20 bucks a month, Emma. That's that's nothing. Like, And then when you do that 20 times, exactly. all of a sudden you every month you have all these things that you're subscribed to. And, and see, I don't, I don't see any of that because yeah. I don't do any of the finances. So I have no idea how many subscriptions we have. I just know if I turn the TV on, Netflix works. And if I play want to play music, Spotify works. Or if you want to download um, elements from the computer, you yeah. can just download it. Or you want to use Photoshop, you use Photoshop. Like yeah. you don't actually – and that's – good like you don't need to worry about that stuff i guess what the struggle is is that josh doesn't like hearing the word no sometimes <laughs> so, about? that's my favorite word in, i hate it in his head it was well no we need this subscription so we can get the best music and that's exactly the viewpoint that he should have taken but then i was like well no we can't afford it so let's just find um music in a different way and it may not be the absolute best for this video but it's going to be the best for us in the long term because we're not going to be sending spending more money so that was so we figured it out we found some how, how do you think that we should um approach that in the future because we said it killed pay for the subscription <laughs> <laughs> make more money so we can't afford the subscription that is one of those things that i think that you it's it's very difficult because you haven't done many videos getting the flow and, and imagining what the flow of the video looks like in conjunction with the music is quite difficult wait to do. that's not my question my question was, how do you think we should, in, specifically in relation to me saying no? Because you wanted it. one thing. Just never say And it. I wanted the other. <laughs> how do you think we could have both improved? Because it did kill the mood for probably about half an hour. You conceded, which made the, which let us go forward. You conceded that, <laughs> you conceded that 
we both actually, well, we didn't do it. We didn't pay for the subscription and we didn't use the service you wanted to use. You were looking through the YouTube library and I was trying to get, I was trying to pay money to make it go quicker. And then we both said, no, we can't do that. And then, so we found SoundCloud vlog music. But how in the future? Because I'm always going to have to be the one that says no. And then you're always going to be the one that's, well, no, I need I don't think that could have gone any better than it did. I I think that like literally 10 minutes ago before we started this podcast, I wanted to go to Ikea and buy legs (laughs) for the table the podcast is set up so we can make it stand up or sit down. And that was like 150 bucks that, yeah, it'll be fine. Let's go get it. And and whips up the bank account, like without even me asking, like I, I knew the answer would be no, but whips up the bank account and looks and laughs at me and it's like, oh, fine. And he doesn't realize that but I don't, if this I don't morning ask, I paid six bills and then it's all of a sudden you're like, oh, can we also just buy this? It's like, no. <laughs> With two Google Homes we bought yesterday. <laughs> but you did really well in relation to um, this morning, like I, I said no. And I think what has worked now is that you just know. You have faith that I am making an, a very, um, what's the word? Educated. Informed, informed decision that at this point in time, if it's going to take you an extra fifteen minutes to set up, that's what we have to do, because on this day we've already spent our quota of money that we need to spend. Yeah, but I think it's it's vitally important I don't stop asking for things. Oh, I, think I there's, agree. There's some situations where I ask and you take it as a personal insult. And um, when I'm just asking, just for the sake of asking. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very hard to be in control of the finances. Like it's not a fun job. And when I'm constantly having to juggle money and make sure that everything's paid and and money, like bills come up all the time for the company that you just never um, schedule for. And then all of a sudden it's, you need to pay for tax. You need to pay for your company registration. You need to pay all this stuff that it wasn't, that you weren't expecting at that point in time. And then to have then someone say, can I have this? Can I have this? It's like a child. I want this. I want this. I want this. So I think it's a bit of compromise on both. I don't want yeah. you to stop asking, but then I also, if you ask and I say, no, I then want to move on. I don't want to be made to feel no, like the bad person. Little, we need a little bit of the back and forward. Back and forward. But then I, I don't want to always, I don't know. I don't want to be like the, the person that's putting a damper on every situation because I'm saying no. Yeah, but you don't always say no. Yeah. I get lots of stuff that I want. I've got a little gimbal thing here that I'm playing with. Yeah, I know. But and, but that's because I made the decision that, that we needed to buy that gimbal for a, a reason. But for the the table to go up and down, it's like, sorry, you need to come up with another creative solution. Which I do. Th- those constraints are what make us able to bootstrap companies and things yeah. because we, we do it that we find the cheap way because you're there saying no if you just say yes for everything we'd have a hell of a lot more credit card debt than we do and we'd yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing would work because we would just we wouldn't be solving any problems in our head because we would just be buying the best solution yeah and i think that's always obviously i guess that's the answer isn't it i think we just figured it out it's like you ask i either say yes or no and if the answer is no then it can't be I'm not doing it in spite of anything. We then cre- find a more creative solution and we both yeah. do that together. Which we did, finding the vlog music. So pulling it back, back down to, to the that. vlog, it, we, we ended up finding, you know, royalty-free vlog music that fit the, the video perfectly. Yeah, and, and, and we love the song. And, and we love the song. So 
I mean, obviously it's way overused in the YouTube community, but it's one of those things that it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the third video we've released and a thousand people are going to watch it. Like it's not like a million people are watching this video. So, and it was my first video in that. And so that took a lot of more time than we were expecting. But then once we found it, it was then that, that excited feeling yeah. again. It was, well, and that was so late at night, and you just kept going and going and going. <laughs> I'm like, I can't keep my eyes open. I was like, no, just keep and you were just going. so into it, which was awesome. You were just everything. You were starting to learn shortcuts. You were just, you know, getting through this video so quickly and so well. Like I didn't change. I, I didn't have to change oh, anything. <laughs> should we get into it? Okay, so Emma, Emma had pretty much done the whole rough cut, right? And, and uh, yeah, our okay, stories, keep explaining. Our no, stories differ here, and I. I am, I am right. I didn't do what Emma thinks do I did. Do you hear this? Joshua says, I am right. I am right. So I woke up in the morning, sat on my computer, like just get straight out of bed, sat on my computer and started doing a bit of work. Premiere was open. So the video editing software was open. The video was there. I literally just instinctively pressed play, like space bar. Press space bar, watch the video. I was like, oh, that's right. Emma did this. This is really good. There was one shot that I'd noticed the night before that I wanted changed. And I didn't want to say it because it was, you know, two, one or two in the morning or whatever. And, Picking an argument at that time in the morning is never a good idea. So I just I just tweaked it. I just one shot. I, I tweaked one shot. It was the same shot. I just moved it over slightly. And then that was it. Emma spends the next day tweaking and fine-tuning and lining everything up with the music. Didn't notice it until the very end. And then, hang on, did you put this in here, Josh? I don't remember this shot. I'm like, yeah, you've been editing it all day. You literally tied the music to that one shot. And then I'm you lost your just shit. smiling at him. Yeah, because she then lost her shit. Rightly so. I shouldn't have touched her work. It was one, she thought it was way... She thought I'd done more than one shot. I thought that you had put it in because I don't remember putting that shot in. So you say that you just have manipulated a little bit, but I don't remember putting that shot in. So I was on the stance that you put it in. So And then you didn't know whether I'd done more than that. So let's just let's just go through this because I was angry. I was upset. Not because you, not because of the shot. Like the shot needed to be in there. I missed it. I understand that. It's that you did that when I wasn't in the room. So yeah. I just felt that yeah. all of a sudden, all this stuff has come back from previous arguments where Josh is just like, well, I'm just going to do it. So he just does it. And then I feel betrayed because I'm like, well, I thought this was a learning experience for me. And now all of a sudden Josh is getting his grubby hands on it and doing yeah. it his way. And and I can see why. Like, But for me, it was, it was one little tiny instinctive mistake at whatever early hour of the morning. But do you see I then just took that as a personal attack that I didn't know what I was doing? Of which course. Which may have been completely... Um, no, and it wasn't. And I should have just let it go. I just really like that shot. So anyway. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. And then my argument to him at the point in time was like, how would you like it if you were working on your graphic design on just say a photo and then I walk into the room and I just change a couple of things and then you just keep going with it. And then it's just like someone else is messing with your work. You wouldn't appreciate that. And in so, the future. In the future, should I have said it at the night time? Should I have said it before I did it in the morning or should I have done it and then told me, told you straight away or should I have not told you at all and not, you wouldn't even realize. Option A, B, C or D. You actually got to do option E, which is we shouldn't have been editing a video at one o'clock in the morning. We should have been editing it at a proper time. So then I would have been more receptive to your feedback. Fair enough. So, okay. So I think going forward that 
at the end of the day, you putting that shot in, you obviously did that for the benefit of the video. You weren't trying to hurt me at all. I took it a little bit too I overreacted, I admit it, (laughs) but I also was very protective of this video because I know how easily it is for Josh to take over. And you had done, or like, I didn't, I hadn't done anything. The whole time I hadn't touched the mouse once. I wanted to claim it as my own. Yeah. And all of a sudden you... Yeah, I get it. And then I was a bit, I was, and that's the thing because I was like, okay, well, how much, what else have you touched? Because if and you, you didn't just... believe me, you wouldn't take. And because I had that stupid smirky grin when I like, I swear I'm telling the truth, but you think I'm lying, but it makes me sound like I'm lying even more. And then I'm like, no, just, just. And then it just. I, but I think that was that's okay. And so I guess in the future, answering your question, it's me having to be more receptive to feedback, and I think it should have happened at that point in time. But I also am also aware that if you did that at that point in time, I was really tired. So I probably wouldn't have. It's so hard because I remember the exact time. I'm going to keep, I'm going to mention this because it's important. I was watching you edit and I just finished telling you to, because you were doing the rough cut and I was, you know, you kept getting bogged down. So I'm like, well, maybe just kind of speed up the process. Don't worry too much about stuff. Cut, do the cuts and kind of get that flow happening and just get through the video. And then you can go back and tweak. And I'd said that about five minutes before and you, you you did that and you started, you know, going through the video and it was just one of those things that you just missed and kept going. And I noticed. And so it was just, it must've been just playing on my mind, but I couldn't tell you then because I just told you to go like to be quicker, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry the fuck off. <laughs> but then also be good while you're doing it. And, and, but also it was, yeah, with a few tequilas in us. <laughs> anyway. I think, no, but I think that this, because I think stuff like this is really important. I, I like that we're talking yeah. about it on the podcast, but we need a solution. So in the future, don't touch my shit. <laughs> no. In the future, don't miss the shot now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, I think it will actually be different in the future because, um, for example, I after that video I edited, I'm now editing our next video, but I am doing that by myself. So Josh not watching over my shoulder. So I think it would be interesting because something like that, if I do or don't add it, you know, it's not going to make or break the video. This is an interesting vlog because we filmed it a while ago and I don't remember the footage. It will be a different story if I know, like, and I remember that shot. I remember filming that shot. It was like mm. looking down into the mold as you were pouring it. I was like, I really wanted that shot in there. And so when I saw you skip over it and not include it, I thought, oh, okay. Like that, it just tweaked the thing because I filmed it. So I guess then it's all about, it's just about communication because if you... Oh, God, you, isn't that the answer to everything? I know. But you, because you filmed the B-roll of the, that footage of the tentacle. Yeah. So I guess all it is, is that if you have a shot in mind that you're just like, that's a juicy shot, I really want it in. You watch the video, you see that it's not in there. It's just a, hey, this is, why is this not in here? It's not an attack. It's not you need to put this in, it's why. And then if I have a reason of this is my reason and that's a good reason, okay, done, case closed. Or if I'm like, oh, I didn't give a good enough reason or I don't have an answer, then mm. it's, okay, we now need to go and have a look at that and see figure it out if we should put it in or not. It's interesting that you look at the editing process as a creative process because you're. It, it's actually in the real world the person editing it is really just a technician doing what a director or the person who filmed it or doing, because we're doing everything ourselves, it's a little bit, it is a creative process. And so there's that element of, if I filmed it, I filmed it that way for a reason. I wanted to edit it that way for a reason. And then when I'm not the one editing it, I assume that's, I'm assume that's why it's quite hard for YouTubers to find editors to edit their vlogs and things. So wait, but you just said it's not a creative process. It is the way we're doing it, but right. in... 
the real world. It's not that it is. Of course, it's a creative process, but because I'm filming it a certain way, mm. that's my like I and I would have been told to film it that way by a director or whatever. It, it then has to be edited a certain way, otherwise you're ruining the, the the other people's creative process. Do you just hear what Josh says? I'm just ruining everything. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm I ruining this podcast. Let's get back on track. Emma edited the whole video <laughs> except for right. that one little shot. Done. And I think it looks freaking awesome. It's our by far most viewed video. <laughs> I think that's not fair though because we only have three. So my process <laughs> of uploading videos. Well, I just that's a great way for me to dust my hands and say, oh, and you have to edit them all now. So I guess that's the question then. What do you like? Why? What can you see the benefit of me editing videos? I see – I can't answer that because I see your <laughs> – Because I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I see it as a trade-off. You're editing and not like – not. We are, we're just assuming that you have a big ball of free time. Yeah. <laughs> when you're spending the time learning to edit, it's a sacrifice. You're yep. investing that time. So you're taking time, energy, money from somewhere else and putting it into that thing. So – I'm always cautious about, and because I value what you do way more than you value what you do, mm. otherwise, because I'd be screwed without it, I, I wonder. Do you mean in relation to like the organization yes, and stuff? Because yeah. what are you taking that time from? Are you taking that time from, am I going to have to go and pull more hours in the shed getting work done because you're editing? Mm. Um, or, I, you know, are you, are you going to be out spending less time? literally organizing my every hour of my day <laughs> because you're editing and I have to figure my own shit out. And yeah. it's like, that's a, it's a selfish reason to think that, but it is a sacrifice and it is an investment. So it, it's, just, that's why I can't answer that question. I think it's really interesting though, because um, in relation to the project management and organization, ever since we've started using the program Monday, which used to be called the pulse. Yeah. Um, we call it our mainframe. Yeah. <laughs> um, ever since before that, and we've only been using that program, what, for about two months? A bit longer. A bit longer. Using it well. So I think only using it well, I would say, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. That before that, organi- the organization, the project management and um, controlling the company was actually a lot more difficult because we didn't have processes in place. But now that we have our mainframe, in the last couple of weeks, I'm feeling that a lot of because we're doing it in a certain way, that is freeing up my time in relation to then being able to do those other things. I think there's always room for us to be more efficient in everything. Yeah. We do. So you editing the the videos isn't a negative as long as we are figuring out ways to become more efficient in other areas. Yeah. And so maybe it is things like me doing more in the shed if if it makes more sense for me to do more stuff in the workshop. Like if I'm in the workshop more doing the things that you weren't 100% into or capable like mm. of that you forcing yourself to do which ends up taking longer. But uh, I, don't, I don't know because ever since we started Couple of Makers, we never – we added more to our plate and we never reduced anything. I think what we had to do was that instead of eliminating things, we had to get better at our processes. Yep. So us being in the workshop, us packaging, us doing everything that we do, we have now have to do it the same level. Same, of, same bit better. Yeah, the same um, – what's the word? like Intensity. Oh, no. 
like the quality, sorry, the quality. Okay. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. Set the same quality, but we need to be doing it much more efficiently. And that's what I find has been so beneficial with couple of makers because we don't have extra hours in the day. We need to look at what we're doing in the day yeah. and make that better, which in the last couple, I would say two weeks has been extraordinary. It just, it just forced us to sit down and rethink processes that were mm. stupid anyway. Yeah. It's, it's those things that you do during the day that you know you're not supposed to be doing or you know aren't efficient, but then forcing yourself to sit down and look at that and make it more efficient in, just increases productivity massively. So, yeah, I think that's really interesting. Then that's a direct correlation because even though I haven't stopped doing any of the jobs that I was doing previously, I've now been able to find time because we're planning our time a lot better to do more things for a couple of makers such as editing the video doing the socials doing all that stuff but at the same time i don't want you to feel like you can't invest that time because it is an investment and it yeah. will pay off in the long run so i know that if you could boss out three or four videos a week that's going to increase our content production it's going to increase our sales just you know it's a straight line between that yeah. and sales and if you can figure out a way to do that that's fine. We just need to find someone else to fill in the blanks that you're not doing anymore. But it's an investment that you need to decide whether you want to make or not if you enjoy video editing. And I think that I'm in the best position because I can, I've decided that I want to learn certain skills. One of them is video editing. There's lots of other ones I want to do. And I'm in such a good position because I can go off and do it myself. And then the second I need help or I need Josh to do something, I have a resource. I have a person that's has 10 years experience of doing these things in a creative way, not just your typical way everyone else does it. Yeah. So I feel like I'm in the best position to be able to learn when I need help to get you. And for just another quick example before we move on is that um, the most recent video that I've edited, (laughs) I couldn't, I wanted to, there's a point in the video where I want two songs to, I want one song to finish and then this other (laughs) thing to happen. And it, I I didn't know how to do it. And I didn't want to stop my flow because I knew how to cut the whole video. So I just put it there. It was crap, except I then just continued on with it. And then I was able to get Josh to watch it, explain what I wanted. And instead of me having to go and research and and find what I, what the answer was, Josh said, Oh, I can show you how to do that in a, in a couple of minutes. So I've, I just think that I'm in such a lucky position that I it's not going to take me as long as expected because I do have you to give me answers. And then when you don't have the answer, then I obviously can go and find that for myself. And also my answers aren't always right, even uh, though yeah. I like to think they are. Yeah. So <laughs> there's times where you will just figure it out yourself and you'll end up finding a better way to do it because I'm all self-taught. So I don't know the best way. I just yeah. figure it out. So. It's exciting. It's exciting that you're video editing. It's exciting, exciting that we'll be able to hopefully keep up with content and keep up with the promises <laughs> that we've made because I don't have to do everything by myself. <laughs> Not that you were doing everything by yourself Oh, the, in terms of the, co- the content creation. I think it's just the, the, another thing that's just popped in my head is that, uh, and I don't know if I want to go into this right now, but in relation to, I always find that when that... <laughs> Josh puts a lot of emphasis on what I do is really important. And I agree with that. But if Josh was to hurt himself tomorrow, we are up shit Creek. Like that. I think there's a lot of things that I'm not able to do. And I think that you take on a lot of responsibility for things that I want to be able to learn how to do. Yes, I agree with that. 
and no, I don't agree with that because I think that the main skill that I have failed to see as the most important skill I have is to be able to figure out how to get it done. It's not actually doing it. As mm. long as you have the skill to be able to find someone else to do that stuff. If I if I break an arm, if, you know, if I chop off my right arm with the, the drop saw, <laughs> I can't edit because I don't have my right hand. It's going to take me a lot longer to edit, but I still have the ability to outsource that, to coach you through that, to hire someone to do that, to, to figure it out. If I disappeared tomorrow, you would then have to figure out how to get all that stuff done. And I think going through this process of couple of makers, going through the the steps in setting up this company, you've just put a speed boost on your your ability to adjust processes to get them done the most efficient way possible. You have the skills to be able to figure it out. It's it's there. It's it's not it's not nothing I do is rocket science. Nothing I do mm. is difficult it's just a different way of thinking and i i think the more stuff you do like pick up video editing in two videos the more you'll be able to just figure it out so i think i and i just think on that is i think it's important for both of us instead of outsourcing our weaknesses like we said before is to make them our strengths and even though we don't have to we're not doing that on our day-to-day it's just i think important of me knowing what you do and having a base level understanding of that and you have knowing what i do and have a base Mm. level of understanding of that so if something did happen to one of us the next day the other person can yeah, pick up true. the pieces and not be the 100% best that like the, the other person would be but be able to bumble their way through until they're able to either outsource it do it themselves or the other person has come back into the picture and that's that's quite crucial at this point in time when we aren't fin- like we're not financially independent yet we can't yeah. Our aim is to get to the point very, you know, in the near future where if Emma and I both lost the ability to do anything on the company, we would still have passive income there mm. and be able to survive. Whereas now it's it's completely reliant on us because if if we don't do everything we're doing, people will just stop buying and then, then there's nothing for them to buy. And, yeah, then we're in <laughs> trouble. So like that's something we're working towards and, and mm. there'll be future podcasts on that and we'll be putting that in some of the vlogs is trying to figure out how to get some of these things to happen without us. And so yeah. it's not reliant on us because like, like that's my greatest weakness and that's mm-hmm. what we should be turning into my greatest strength is the, is outsourcing this stuff. So I don't have to be the one doing it all. Not having and, control of you it. Know, outsourcing the jobs that Emma's doing. So Emma doesn't have to be the one doing that stuff because we all know that I can't do that stuff. <laughs> I can't do what I do without you and you can't do what you do without me. No, that's Boom. bullshit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> To be continued. No, that's bullshit because you absolutely can't. Like somebody else. I don't else. want to. You maybe rephrase that, and instead of saying you, say somebody else. Say it again. Somebody else can't do. I can't do what I want to. Wait, what did I say? So I can't do what I do without somebody else. Mm. And you and I can't do what I do without somebody else. Yeah, it's not me. It's not me. You need. It's it's, it's other people. Yeah, except in this context, it's you and me. We're a team. Of course we are. Yeah. It's like, but it's the team we want, not the team we need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, mm, yeah, but I, I, I don't know because I. Like if I disappear tomorrow, th- th- you can find anybody to like, I am no, not I'm, a great anything. Maybe I'm just go- looking at it in the sense that like I wasn't. I wasn't running a company with that when I didn't meet you. So I guess in my head, it was more that we have created this journey together. 
Yeah. So we, so we obviously play on each other's strengths yeah. that I do what I, I do what I'm good at and you do what you're good at. And it just works out that they are quite different things and you need both of those pillars to make a successful company. Maybe that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Okay. I see what you, that's a different angle than like, I need you and you need me type thing. It, that's yeah, like, like a, yeah. I, what I think what Emma's trying to say is that we consider this, I don't want to call it a relationship because it's a partnership mm. as our greatest strength and yeah. our greatest superpower is the ability to have these two completely opposite skill sets. Mm. We're starting to merge those, which is great, which is turning our strengths, our weaknesses into strengths. But having those two opposite skill sets is uh, at 24-7, like all day, every day, working towards the same goal I see at the moment as a massive superpower. And I think that the two skill sets separately, they need... Useless. They, they're useless. But then when we add them together, it actually improves the other person's superpower. Yes. So yep. because of my skill set, I make your superpower 10 times better. And because of your skill set, you make my superpower 10 times better. So together, why would you not put that together and then create yeah. an epic situation? That's what I was trying to say before. Bam, done. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it. So we'll definitely um, check out the technical video that we've been talking about. We'll put it in a link in the description. And so just to wrap up that, like I hope that was um, entertaining, interesting, made informative, sense. made sense. It, it's a lot of Emma and I just nutting at these things, but I think their their opinions and views and beliefs that we don't often hear in podcasts because a lot of the podcasts we listen to are – successful white males really mm. like now i think about it they're successive and they're you know solo entrepreneurs they're solopreneurs they're just people hustling and getting it done and they're just the it's we don't often hear that those views from a couple's point of view and mm. we could be completely wrong there might be a couple out there laughing their heads off at us <laughs> going you amateurs you like, have no wait idea. two years and you guys will be but i don't know <laughs> we've been doing it for three years now and i, I feel like we're we're starting to realize some of these powers and, and utilize them. And and what I love is that these conversations, we, we, we don't know what the other person is going to say. So no. uh, some things that we've said today, I'm like, Oh, okay. I didn't know. Just thought that or, or the vice versa. And I think that's really cool that we can just nut it out here. So some, a lot of this podcast is probably just us trying to make sure that we're <laughs> on the same page and, and understanding where each other are coming from. But I just think that's really powerful because if you're in a situation similar to that then maybe you can kind of um relate relate to that or or do find something that we're doing and then be able to integrate that into or your life it. as well everything yeah. we're doing and all our beliefs are modified from other people's beliefs and, mm. and the the things we listen to and our mentors and now there are virtual mentors but our mentors in books and podcasts are slightly modify we're mishmashing them all together to fit our personal situation so you can take this situation which is i think quite a unique situation mm. and mish mishmash it to your unique situation and that's it now <laughs> to end on a joke <laughs> we're really gonna end on a joke after that deep dive into <laughs> it's like a um it's a tech joke so all right already you ready what is the biggest lie in the entire universe I, I'm going to start rattling off some and you just you just stop me when I get the right answer. Right. Okay. The earth is round. <laughs> so flat earth. 
We didn't go to the moon. <laughs> the that Earth, was such a hoax. <laughs> the Earth doesn't actually rotate around the sun. What sun? It's we're all flat here. The moon landing was a hoax. <laughs> Think websites. Biggest lie in the that entire was, just universe. For the record, that was sarcasm, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a flat earther. Biggest lie in the entire universe. Is that what? You ready? No, wait. I'm going to get this. You got the first one. What? The, like, you got my riddle at the beginning. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, lunch and dinner. Oh, you said there's only two options, though. What is the biggest lie in the entire universe? Biggest lie in the entire universe. No. Nah. I have read and agreed to the terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking cosmic and I was thinking out of space, but that like that's that's a that's a big lie. How good is that? I love that. Because who actually reads the terms and conditions? Mm, that's a big issue, isn't it? Boom. That's there you go. Bite everyone's butts later on. Podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, podcast done. See ya. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will catch you go next and week. Like, go and follow us on – so we're not on iTunes yet, but on every other platform that you listen mm. to podcasts on, you're listening to this now, so I didn't even tell you about that. Go and like our other stuff <laughs> on YouTube and Instagram Go support and us. Yay. All right, cool. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.